What's up and welcome to Shop Sounds, a woodworking podcast about nothing. With myself, Nick Key of Key Woodworks, Jason Hibbs of Bourbon Moth, and Keith Johnson, better known as KJ Sawdust. All three of us are on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. So for you listeners out there, um, you are joined by three men, uh, three men that don't really know what this podcast is going to be about or what is going to be discussed. So listen along and enjoy us trying to figure this out as we go. Yes, we will figure this out, though. It, it will be something. If nothing, it will be something. I got an idea. Let's do it like, you know, first day of school because this is our first podcast, let's all go around the circle and just say who you are and your and your sh- your shtick, your deal. That's a great idea. Okay, so Nick, lead us off. All right. Who the heck are you? My name is Nick, and uh, you may know me by my handle on Instagram as Key Woodworks. I'm also on the old YouTubers. Um, I'm not really making too many videos on the old Key Woodworks page, but kind of shifted gears over to my personal page, uh, Nick Key, you can follow me there on YouTube, but most people know me by Key Woodworks. Um, I am a full-time filmmaker at a mega church here in central Kentucky. Hallelujah. And I do woodworking. You know it. You know it. I do woodworking in my one-car garage. Well, it's a two-car garage, but I use half of it. Still let the wife park her minivan on the other side. But mm-hmm. I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and I love, Generous love man doing some woodworking. What about uh about you, uh, Keith Johnson? That's Keith. that's first off. I want to thank you guys for the lucrative signing bonus uh, for bringing me on board <laughs> yes. here. Yeah, the checks in the mail. Wow, the pockets are deep here at the Shop Sounds <laughs> podcast. Uh, so, do you prefer Keith or KJ? I do like KJ. No, oh, that's news to me. But well, that's way. his Instagram. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I want to interrupt. Who are you? Uh, Keith Johnson, KJ Sawdust on Instagram. I do, I have revitalized my YouTube channel as well. It's Keith Johnson Custom Woodworking. I just dropped a new video tonight on there on a side table, uh, competing with Jason's tank tank video that he dropped tonight. Uh, So I'm just a hobbyist woodworker. I hope it doesn't tank. (laughs) I'm just a hobbyist 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 woodworker. woodworker. Uh, I do take commissions. Um, but I do have a lot of projects around the house that I need to get done. Unfortunately, commissions keep getting in the way. Uh, I do have a regular day job that uh, I'm in packaging, printing, nothing too exciting, and basically only spend my time on the weekends in the shop. I don't really go out there at night. I spend my nights editing uh, video. So that's yeah. it. That's it. Which I got to say, your Keith, your YouTube channel has blown up man i had yeah man. i had two good videos uh the next one not so good so but yeah i had a good couple weeks there i was on cloud nine and then uh carpet got pulled right I'm over out. here working my tail off trying to make youtube happen and keith posts two videos and gets like ten thousand subscribers yeah so well, that's what keith does though i mean he posts one thing and it's it just turns to gold that's the <laughs> that's the kj way if you want to feel bad about yourself in anything you do, just ask Keith how good he is at it, <laughs> and he'll he'll humbly show you how he's better than you at pretty much everything. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, so that's Keith in a nutshell, just an arrogant sob. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. Yeah. 
Jason, who are you? Yes. Well, I am Jason Hibbs, uh, Bourbon Moth Woodworking on Instagram and YouTube. I am a um, full-time woodworker and part-time content creator. But, you know, I'm, I'm hoping one day with enough hard work, maybe I could quit doing client work and just build stupid stuff. <laughs> honestly, that's way more fun. And clients, they're not my favorite all the time, but, you know. Well, when you mentioned... But until then, I do both. When you mentioned turning your washing machine into a boat, that intrigued me. So don't, make sure you don't... Mm. Uh, <laughs> don't lose that idea. It better like, be a top loader. I think there's <laughs> well, potential there. I don't want to divulge too much. You know, I want to keep my secrets pretty close to the chest. But um, I do have an idea for another project coming up in the near future. And it does involve water and uh, floating down it. So you'll just have to wait and see. Oh, boy. May or may not involve a washing machine. I don't know. You're very, <laughs> you're very reminiscent of the original uh, Top Gear, the British version of Top Gear, where they build all kinds of <laughs> funky projects and go on escapades and adventures. You know what show I always loved as a kid was, did you guys ever watch Junkyard Wars? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. That was a good show. I always thought that would be a ton of fun, just scrounging around a junkyard. Did somebody die in that? Maybe. I mean, it's not on anymore, so probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how most shows die. I always thought, though, it was probably a little bit staged because they always seem to find, like, exactly what they need. The junkyard oh, yeah. can't be that big. They're like, oh, look at that. That's exactly what we need to make this entire build work. Yeah. Right there. So, who knows? Hmm. Who knows? So, I am, um, I'm in Oregon. Nick is in the home of the most delicious drink on the planet. <laughs> Bourbon country. Kentucky. Central Kentucky. And Keith? Is next door neighbors with uh, none other than Tony Soprano himself. Mm, that's right. right, right. That's right. And the uh, the cake boss. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you in Jersey Dude, or New York? I boss. forget. I'm in Jersey, about 45 minutes yeah, outside of uh, New York. Yeah. Were you a Sopranos fan? No. No. After huh. after Goodfellas and all those other movies, I just got kind of burnt out in high school. Yes, that came out when I was. Way back then. So, Sopranos. And I didn't have HBO either, so it wasn't even an option for me. And uh, Wow. Sorry to disappoint. Right. Fun fact about Jersey. And actually, is it true in Oregon? Can you not pump your gas in Oregon? No. So, both of you guys don't know how to pump you gas? You can't pump gas in Jersey? No. Well, I know how to pump yeah. gas. I've been to other states in my life. <laughs> I oh, grew up in well, other states. I just assume... <laughs> Yeah, I grew up in Arizona, so honestly, it's way more of an inconvenience than anything else. I would much rather get out and pump my own gas than wait on some guy to finish smoking a cigarette and then come pump my gas, so. Right. Except on those 20-degree days when it's a blizzard outside. That's when it really oh, yeah, comes in handy. Nice. Or raining. <laughs> in an ideal world, the gas station should just have a bell. If you want to ring the bell, you ring it. A little guy runs over, preferably in a tuxedo, and pumps your gas. And if you don't want it, you just do it yourself. That would be ideal. But they've yet to do that in any state. This so. 1955? Yeah, full they service. They check your oil, too? I miss it. Yeah, that would be awesome. When I was in college, I was up in Jersey visiting a friend. And got out to start pumping and got yelled at and just reamed. And I was like, what, what, what's, what's happening? I'm just, I need gas. And I had no idea. 
Sometimes I get really frustrated and I get out and start pumping my own gas. And when the guy runs over and he's like, what are you doing, man? I'm just like, and then he just, they, I think they feel bad because they don't think I speak English and then usually I can get away with it. So there's a little free pass, you know, if you need that. Oh, just act foreign. Yeah. Just talk gibberish. So, hmm. or just start crying uncontrollably. <laughs> Nobody likes a crier. So nobody. So Nick. Yeah. What I um I've been so hit or miss on Instagram lately. I haven't even been like scrolling through my feed. What are you even up to in your shop? It's been a while since I've checked out your page. Yeah, I haven't been posting much, but a couple of weeks ago, I got inspired by a random YouTube video to uh kind of delve back into photography and I kind of like really went head over heels back into lay flat photography. I don't know if you know what that means. If you haven't seen my feed, then you have no idea what that means. Is that when you lay on the ground for all, like yes. to take all your shots? No. I mean, no. But what it is, <laughs> is when you lay everything flat on the concrete or table, whatever you want to, you know, put your stuff on and you arrange it nice and neat and you get everything straight and placed evenly from everything else and you make you make one thing the the center of focus and i i did uh pretty much like a different scene a, every day for a week highlighting like one thing in the shop so i took everything from my shop and kind of made one item the quote unquote star in that photo so like the first day i took a photo of let's see what what was the first day um it was actually a, a crank neck chisel super random okay. I was just using it to scrape glue. And <laughs> that's what they're for. I, put it in the, I mean, that's what you do. Right. That's what you do with a crank next uh, chisel. You scrape glue. It says with it right it. on the package. That's right. I mean, it's in fine print, <laughs> but it's there. So I wanted to take a good photo of it. So I just, you know, arranged some stuff around it some, some shavings, some, uh, let's see, like, I'm going to pull it up because I can't remember. It's well, been, I see a, I see a, a plane, so a square, some other chisels, a sharpening guide. You sharpen? Yeah, I do actually. I mean, not often, mm. but <laughs> I just throw away I just throw away my chisels and buy new yeah. ones. Yeah, I figured you did. They're I all mean, disposable. I've gone through like I've gone through like eight sets of those Veritas P <laughs> P11s or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just I just they get dull. I just chuck them in the trash. Right. Well, it's like a three month waiting list, so you just you're constantly on there. If you're on a cycle, yeah. Well, I order before I need it, yeah. so I'm always have one on back order oh, just yeah. in case. That's that's pretty Smart. solid. Yeah. Yeah. So like that first one was that crank neck and then I did uh just like my my sketch uh journal book little moleskin. Mm. Uh, did you sketch that sketch just for the photo? Not, that no, that, that's a legit. So that's actually my next project. Uh, a couple posts back from that I'm doing a like oh man like 18 drawer uh cabinet for my dad to hold his sheet okay. music. Uh, so he is a pianist, uh, or no, pianist. <laughs> My is, dad has a pianist. <laughs> most dads do. Mm, I yeah. think that's a requirement. Mm. I think, but that's a correct pronunciation, pianist. Um, yeah, I saw that movie. <laughs> the, the pianist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a Adrian Brody did great. Mm. Oh, wait, no, that was the machinist. Oh. No, 
No, he's the pianist. No, he's that's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Adrian Brody was the pianist. Yeah. Anyways, so I'm doing this uh, media or rather sheet music uh, cabinet forum, and it's going to have all these drawers and everything. Um, so that sketch is legit. So that that's what I'm going to be building wow. next. But I'm really looking forward to that. But what I actually have on my bench that just showed up yesterday is this incredible uh, bass body. That is my boss's boss's new bass. So he had a luthier make him this bass body. Um, I guess he's he's in Georgetown, which is just a couple towns north from me, so pretty close. But he had this luthier make it make this bass for him, but he wanted me to stain it and finish it. So, wow, are you nervous at all about that, dude? I, gosh, I literally have been like watching every YouTube video, reading every article, trying to like. Because what up. do they usually finish those things with, like shellac? Or? Well, what I'm gonna I'm gonna finish Blacker. it with poly because um, most like Fender puts uh, poly on all their new stuff because it's like super hard, super du- durable, and will you know make the the guitar a tank. So, and that's what he wants because it's gonna be his new. What kind of wood is it? Well, the the uh, body is ash, so it's a two piece ash body with a flame maple top. And the top is ridiculously gorgeous. Like, I wiped it down with Mineral Spirits today just to see the figure, and it is bananas. <laughs> like, it's... Have, have you seen a uh, Les Paul? Like a flame top Les Paul? No. no? You're speaking gibberish. Yeah. You, don't, right you don't know you what that is? Your, you, can, you can pump your own gas. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. So when I pump my gas, I use a Les Paul. <laughs> and No. So Les Do you Paul's, play any kind of instrument, Keith? Are you musical at all? Mm-mm. No. So, so you're talking to the wrong crowd here, Nick. Just talk to us as if we're two-year-olds. But I did see his story, okay. and I saw the guitar body. I'm curious about surface prep. Is that thing like ready for finish, or you have to hit it up yeah. at like 1,200 grit? Or? No, it's, it's ready. It's, it's finish sanded at 320. So you don't have to go too high with them because you mm. build the finish on it. Okay. So, mm. But what I have to do is I was... Originally, I mean, I, you you both know I love India ink, right? Yeah. So, oh, don't put India. I ink was on going it. to. That was the initial idea because he wants a black translucent flame top. Mm. So what I would do is stain the top completely black and then sand it back, and you would see the flames uh, more transparent, and then the black would be left, you know, in the in the softer woods. I did a test piece. The guy gave me a little bit of uh, the top as a test so I could, you know, see what I was going to actually end up with. And I did not like what the Indie Ink did to it. Like, it's, it made everything black, just completely covered it, which is great when I want something actually black. But it totally yeah. filled in, like, everything. So the flame was just gone. Even when I sanded it back, like, it, it just sanded even and it was gone. So hmm. I I had to do a whole bunch more you know research today and watch a bunch of videos and I found that um actually a leather dye I can't remember the name of it but it's a legitimate leather dye that most guitar builders use so I found that ordered some of that it's got to come in and of course Amazon with you know all the hmm. the covid waiting times it's going to be about a week before I get it so it's just sitting on my bench now waiting 
to get that dive. But I, I mean, you said it earlier. I am super like antsy about messing this thing up because it is just, it's like perfect right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to put color on it. It looks so good. Like just wiping it down with mineral spirits today. I was like, this looks amazing. Yeah, well, because what if you do, if you get it all colored up super dark and you show it to him and he's like, nah, this is horrible, then you're going to what, try and sand it down? Or Yeah, I mean, it that? is just wood. You can sand it right off, but he wants black. That's a, I mean, he's he sent me like five pictures of different bass guitars that are black translucent. Just do black epoxy. Pour the whole black epoxy over the whole thing. <laughs> well, he still wants to see the flame maple top. Just in, just in case it. <laughs> just be a, fine. a big block of epoxy. That yeah, sounds real it'll good. Just look like a you know stock regular composite base whatever that right. Called. It'd be great. <laughs> is that yeah. all solid or any of it is any of it veneer? So it's the also- top is yeah. So like I said, it's got a um an ash body with a flame maple top. So the top is about um, I want to say about a quarter inch thick cap. Mm. Okay. So it's so you could say you got room. yeah 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 yeah. I've got yeah. enough room where I can I can go back but i'm gonna have to sand it back anyways because the way you get that translucent top look is to dye the entire top black and then come back with like a 400 grit sand it back and then dye it again but you dilute your dye so it's not so black dark Mm. so you get more of a a washed out dye at least you sound like you know yeah i mean yeah i'm i hope i sound like you sold me i've i've literally watched so many videos on this and asked other people um, you guys, I mean, Keith knows him, Chris Cunningham up in, uh, Indianapolis. I, I asked him today cause he, he's got a mallet handle that mm. is the exact same, uh, um, uh, finish that I want to put on this guitar, even though he had like wipe on poly for his, his finishing, I'm going to be spraying water-based poly, but the coloring is exactly what I wanted to do. And he did it with, um, I think just black trans tint. And he dyed it, sanded it back, dyed it, sanded mm. it back, dyed it, and then mm. wipe on poly. So, I mean, it's it's quite a process, and you don't really wow. get to see how it's gonna look completely till you get that first coat of finish on it and start seeing those colors. Well, pop. and it's all about getting your base, your base right. Yeah, <laughs> get it because it's a base. base, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've covered all my bases, so. <laughs> Well, that's cool, man. That's kind of different. So you're doing that before or after your dad's uh, drawer sheet music thing? I'm going to do that before uh, only because I can't nail down what what kind of plywood I, I'm going to use for my dad's cabinet because it's going to be plywood based with probably probably like an oak, white oak uh, face frame. Do you build all your furniture out of plywood? I think every piece I've ever heard you talk about you do out of yeah, plywood. Yeah, I do. Baltic a, birch, right? Yeah, I, I mean a lot. Uh, the last, I don't know how many pieces of furniture have been for like the same client. It's all been Baltic birch for them. Um, this will actually have a, a solid uh, face frame on on it though, so that'll be a little bit different than straight plywood. But it's going to be piano black nice. also. <laughs> so, I mean, everything I'm doing is black, black, black. Yep. Once you go black, you know, you never. Never go That's back. right. You never go back. What are you working on, Keith? I am in the middle of a walnut slab dining table. So, uh, Jason, our buddy uh, Corey Morgan, Corey Morgan Woodworks, hooked me up with uh, an eight foot by roughly 
two and a half foot wide walnut slab air dried. It's an inch and three quarter thick. So it's going. Oh, this wait. is a very. Is Corey Morgan the Crow Man? Yes. 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 Okay. <laughs> uh, so the space that this is going in, it, it's it's a very custom table. It's going in uh, a house down on the Jersey Shore. So you know it's it's a smaller house and it's going in a very narrow space. So it's not a traditional size dining table. So it's eight feet long by thirty inches wide at the widest. Uh, the base is all walnut as well, air dried walnut. I just finished up that this weekend, uh, sanding and scraping all the epoxy squeeze out. So hopefully this weekend we'll be putting the first coat of Rubio on. I need to make all the little table buttons that will affix the base to the top. Was it like surfaced and everything or did you have to do like any surface, like router sled or anything like that to get it all? So Corey's family owns some kind of a mill, uh, a lumber mill. So he gave this slab to me. It was completely surf. I guess they have a some kind of a planer. It goes through the planer and then it goes through a double drum sander. It comes out of there Whoa. with 150 perfectly sanded, no marks in it at all. So the only marks that are wow. in it that I have to take out are when I was dragging it out, the 140-pound slab out of the back of my truck, and I <laughs> scraped it on everything <laughs> on the way out. But other than that, yeah, it's mint. Uh, but I, you know, I was going back and forth on whether to put some C-channel in the bottom to keep it flat. I was looking at it the other day, and it, it's, it's cupped not even a sixteenth of an inch, and it's been in my garage for probably two months but wow. it's going to see a lot of moisture down on the shore you know that salt there i don't know so i'm gonna put a couple pieces of c channel in there just for a little security to keep it flat some people will say it's probably not necessary it may not be but you know for 14 bucks reassurance yeah, yeah really so since you are you know a real woodworker you know all the woodworking terminology and things like that to explain to me the difference or what's better, what's not better versus air-dried walnut and kiln-dried walnut. What's the difference? Well, the, the color is the biggest thing for me. You know, kiln-dried is going to be, from what I've seen, is more brown and chocolatey and it's more continuous. Like it's a, it's a more even tone to it. Where air-dried, it's more purples and blues and reds and the, you know, the transition into the sapwood is much more dramatic. It just looks totally different. Uh, you know, some people don't care. They don't see the difference. They don't, you know, customers, if, if you told the customer, Hey, this is air dried, it's not kiln dried that they probably wouldn't care. But I, I had this walnut log milled up probably almost three years ago. Um, and I've just been picking at it and picking at it and it's almost gone already, but I think I had the 300 board feet of it. Uh, I think I paid 1200 bucks. So it was like $4 a board foot for, I mean, that was green. So it had to dry in my basement and I didn't dry it properly. I didn't seal the ends. I didn't weight it down or strap it. I mean, I stacked and stickered it, but it wasn't, I think I wasted some because I got a lot of checking in it, but there was a lot of sapwood in it too. So a lot of it's really no good. However, I've, uh, the last three projects that, well, including this one, I've, all built out of it. So I've got my money's worth out of it. And it is nice to have a little stash to kind of pick through and rather than having to go to the lumber yard or find someone who has it. Yeah, yeah. So you prefer the air dried though? I just like the coloring of it. Um, 
and obviously the cost of it was you know if you have time to air dry it yourself or or um yeah or i would imagine though if you go into a like lumber place the air dried would probably be more expensive right because i mean well they won't even have any because they're not going to sit around wait two years for yeah yeah for it to to dry properly so they i think i the normal they probably let it acclimate for three months or so two or three months and then it goes into the kiln for maybe a month or two you know i'm not exactly sure but all i know is the longer yeah. that wood sits there drying, the they're not making any money off it. So they want to get that dried and and on sale as quickly as possible. Got it. So, but after this is gone, what's the I don't um, know what I'm gonna do? What's the base gonna be? So I, I kind of trying to. I mean, it's got four legs and an apron, and I had. Uh, <laughs> 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 I know I'm kind of bucking the bucking the trends here, and. There's another kind of small stretcher on the two small stretchers on the ends, um, holding the two legs together. The legs are double taper; they're tapered on the inside, so that was a little difficult. Tapers always screw me up mentally because you can't cut both tapers at once and then forget which is your actual flat surface that you need to work from. Yeah. So I had to. How are you doing the tapers on a table saw? Or? Well, I did them on the jointer and. You know, the uh, well, yeah. the old trick of, you know, you make one heavy, heavy pass on the joiner in one direction, you flip it around and you basically pop a wheelie with it and run it back through the joiner again and it'll give you a nice taper. Yeah. Unfortunately, you need to, that first pass needs to be like a three eighths inch deep cut. My joiner will only torque down to like a quarter of an inch. So, uh, yeah. So I had to <laughs> freehand it. I would just kind of run the first six inches through, take a little bit off, and then the next twelve inches take a little bit more. I just kept whittling it down until it was even to my pencil line. Uh, so each one is probably just a hair different, rather than the old. Because uh, there's there's YouTube videos on how to do it. Out. Yeah. Oh no, you can't. You can't tell. Yeah, Bent's, um, what, Jason Bent's, is that his name? He did, you know, and Glenn, He's got a good Glenn Huey um, from Popular Woodworking was one of the first videos that I watched on how to do it. Um, yeah, I've done a couple tapered legs like that, but yeah, I got a big joiner, so it's, I mean, if you have the joiner depth, it's actually, I prefer that over the table saw. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's all right, because these are three, almost four inch thick legs, so I wouldn't be able to get through them one yeah, pass exactly. anyway. Yeah, but I was surprised because that joiner planer combo that I have that I got last summer, I'd never really torqued it down too deep. And so I was like, oh, perfect. I'll just put this at three eighths of an inch. And it, I went down and it just stops at a quarter. It's like, well, there, wah, wah, wah. there goes that. Yeah. Do you like that joiner planer combo for most things? What I like, I do like the, it is an, the space saver, space saving, uh, of it is fantastic. It's just in one little teeny spot and it's an easy changeover going from joiner to planer. Uh, it was a very expensive machine, but have... What's the company that makes that? It's a hammer. It's made by Felder. So it's the ham. Oh, I thought it was Central Mechanics. No, it's <laughs> I think that's Harbor Freight. I don't know if they make a joiner planer combo. Oh, it's just Chicago Electric, right? Yeah. Chicago Electric. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's an A331... Uh, Hui at Alabama Woodworker. He's I don't know if he has that model, but he has one. Jay at Jay's Custom Creations has has the 16 inch version. It's great having a 12 inch jointer, 
I do miss the 13-inch planer of the DeWalt that I used to have. Believe it or not, that mm. one inch does oh, yeah. make a difference. Um, you know, like the feed rollers are metal. They're not. So it's a 12. It's a 12 and 12. So it's 12-inch yeah. planer. Okay. But like, see, I couldn't get away with a 12-inch planer. And like the feed rollers are metal and they don't always pull. You get, and, you know, versus the, the Walt, which I had forever, you know, those rubber rollers, they'll take in anything. Um, and the, it, yeah, it's a very yeah. short bed. If you want to get the extension beds, it's another $500. So, you know, it's just, the fence is garbage. It's got a nice bow in it. And it's, <laughs> but. So you'd highly recommend this to other people. I, there's so, yeah, it sounds like I, you There's love so it. many pros, but so many cons. It's, uh, if I had the room, I would much rather have two dedicated machines. Uh, you know, I'd have like a 15 inch planer and probably just an eight inch joiner, but spaces had a premium in the shop. So this was a good option for me. Yeah. And then I saw, um, you sent me a DM that you got that new bandsaw. You get that thing set up yet? Yeah. I'm, uh, finally joined the Grizzly family. Uh, I didn't get it set up yet. I'm waiting for my electrician still. Uh, but I ordered some new blades for it, and I'm still deciding on uh, kind of an aftermarket fence. I got. Is it 220? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. It's a two. I got a little bandsaw. <laughs> it's a two horsepower. Uh, my next dining table build, I'm gonna have to do. There's gonna be a lot of bent lamination, so I'm gonna have to resaw, do a lot of resawing, and I can't really do that on a 10 inch Craftsman with four inches of resaw capacity. So, it's finally yeah. decided to upgrade. I don't even have a bandsaw. That's odd. <laughs> Silence. Silence across the board. I don't you think know, I've ever needed one. I could get away without my bandsaw probably. I don't use I never resaw anything on my bandsaw. That's just not the kind of stuff I normally do. Um, but it is really handy for getting in nooks and crannies for specific pieces. Without, you know, I mean, sometimes you could pull out the jigsaw, but with the jigsaw, you always get a little bit of blade deflection and stuff that you're not going to get on the bandsaw. Ridiculous so. tear out. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> no, it's definitely, I mean, bandsaws, you can get a decent bandsaw for not that much money. I mean, that with, you know, with that sale Grizzly was having and free shipping and your 10% off code, it, was, it wasn't even a thousand bucks delivered. Um, yeah, there you go. And it comes, it's right. Re- you just take it right off the skid. It's fully assembled. You just have to put the table on. So, yeah. I think my bandsaw that I bought like myself back before I was doing anything with Grizzly, um, it's like a, I don't know, 14 inch. But I think it was like 485 or something. Mm. Oh, that's not bad. No, it wasn't bad at all. And it still works great. I just replaced the bearings after. Six years, but singing like a songbird. I love that thing. Yeah, I've had that small craftsman, I think, for almost 15 years. And the problem is it sits on the floor, and every time I need to use it, either I have to lift it up on the bench or just move it over in the floor. Oh, it's like a bench top Yeah, one. It's, and then shimmy it back into the corner. So it's time to uh, get a big boy one. Nice. Welcome to the big boy club. Well, I can't say that. I don't have a big boy bandsaw. <laughs> You got a big boy tank. I don't even have a bandsaw. I don't have a big boy lawnmower. Yeah. Big boy tank. Let's hear about this Troy built. Yeah. I mean, you're like a one man mowing militia in that thing. Uh, uh, (laughs) We got, we got to talk about this because I just watched the whole, (laughs) I just watched the whole YouTube video and 
just seeing the progression of how your mind works from slapping some two by fours on then into the tracks and the lights and the stenciling and and driving it to go buy a burrito. I don't, sorry, I don't want to. I think by now everyone. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> it's exactly like that's exactly how it happened. My original plan was I was just gonna make this crappy looking plywood tank just to be funny. It was gonna be like a two day thing. I was just going to do it and be done with it. My son was going to be happy. We'd drive around the yard, whatever. I'd do an Instagram post. But I started piecing this together. And then my mind, I mean, I'm in quarantine right now. And so mm. I have a lot of clients that have put stuff on hold because, you know, they can't leave and money's a little uncertain. So I have a little bit of extra time. So I started doing it. And then I just started getting all these ideas on how I could, like, do it better. And the two-day project turned into a two-and-a-half-week project and... <laughs> Just kind of snowballed, and I kept adding and adding and adding to it, and I spent way more money on it than I than I expected. I ended up spending, I think, all said and done, I put at least a thousand bucks into that thing in plywood, oh, paint, you know, hardware, composite decking for tracks, everything. I thought so. that was the probably the most ingenious part of that build was using the composite decking and putting it on a strap like that at. It's genius. It looked yeah. exactly like tracks. Like yeah, exactly. It looks like tank tracks. I was or my original plan was I was just going to cut up like cheap pine boards and paint them and just staple them on there. Um <laughs> just so they looked good. Just pocket hole them and on. And I was I was working on another video that's going to be coming out next week um on doing some concrete countertops and I had to run to Lowe's and my friend whose countertops were doing, he was checking out, he was paying for the concrete, and I was just like standing by the lumber rack, and they had all that composite decking there. And I wasn't even thinking about the tank, but I flipped it over and saw the bottom of it, and I was like, this is this is it. This is what I need. This is going to be the tracks. And so it worked That's out good. Awesome. And then, um, oh, it's a funny story. So there's this guy, um, Justin Chambers. He's uh, got a YouTube channel, Rainfall Projects, and he's a pretty big YouTuber. He's got like, I think, hundred and 60,000 subscribers or something mm. like that. But I had seen him online. I think I had sent him a couple DMs um, and we had talked back and forth. And then he posted something online. And I was like, dude, where do you live? And he's like, oh, I live in um, Deaver Connor, Oregon. He literally lives like less than three miles from my front oh, door. Oh my gosh. That's funny. And so I was like, oh, man. And so we got together. We had him and his wife over for dinner and started talking. And he's like, man, if you're ever doing some crazy wood thing and you need, you know, metal components, just let me know. I'd be happy to help out because he does awesome metal stuff. And so I called him up. I was like, dude, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm building a tank out of my lawnmower. <laughs> and I, I think I figured out a way to make the tracks actually spin around, but I need some fabricated stuff. And he didn't even question it. He's like, yeah, man, let's, let's just do it. <laughs> That's so a true friend. He put everything in CAD. He's got a big um it's a plasma mm. CNC table. So he cut out all the pieces on his plasma table and man, he he hooked me up really really well. So the plan came together. It's just unbelievable. Now I got a now I got a lawnmower tank. Although um my wife is wondering how long it's going to be a tank because it mows, but I with the ex track extensions and everything I added to it I can only get within like three feet of the actual fence line, so there's this nice <laughs> so you have perimeter. To, you have to make a weed whacker out of a, a jeep. Yeah, something. So, so how? But I'll figure how it did out. you pull off a, a tank video game as, as a sponsor? Did you 
<laughs> was that somebody somebody sent me a dm and there's some other guy some big youtuber that i should know his name he's got millions of subscribers and he built a tank fear fairy something i don't know he's british dude anyways i guess he was sponsored by this world of tanks video game company for building his tank and someone's like dude you should get them as a sponsor so i was like oh okay <laughs> send him a message and sure enough they're like yeah let's do it that's amazing. So at least I made my money back yeah. on the tank. Okay. So I'm not, I'm uh, not broke out of even. pocket. So it's solid. Yeah. And, uh, it's so. always good when you break even when you make a tank. Yeah, exactly. And um I I don't know. The tank might have another life yet in a few more videos. I got some other ideas where it might go from a lawnmower into some other things. Mm. So we'll see. <laughs> we will see. The one good thing I figured out is other than the tracks hooking onto the wheels, the entire tank is only held to the lawnmower with four wood screws. <laughs> the whole thing? The whole thing is only held on four, four pocket wood screws. screws. So I so I unscrew those <laughs> and the entire thing literally will just lift right off the top. Ah. That's not bad. So I could take it off, put it back on, no problem. Yeah, make it like a little gantry system in your shop where you can just lift it up yeah, like, like a like a Jeep roof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that, except my shop ceilings are only like 10 feet, so it'd be like three feet off the ground if that. <laughs> so I'd be in trouble. I thought, how well does it cut grass still? I mean, it's just a mower under there. It cuts it just like the lawnmower But does. it didn't affect it at all in any way like that? No, I got so many DMs from people that are like, dude, you're going to like you know, run that thing into the ground. The weight's going to be way too much for it to handle. It honestly, it doesn't even seem to care. So <laughs> I give a huge shout out to Toro um, zero, degree, zero degree turn mowers because those things, obviously, I only put, I think when I added it up, there's eight sheets of plywood and I think 18 two by fours total. Yeah, it's like 500 pounds. And then... And then, you know, paint and hardware and metal and tracks and everything else. So, I mean, that's a lot of weight to put on a lawnmower. Yeah, but that's like yeah. having five people. Or two Kentuckians. On there. Yeah. <laughs> it works. It's, it's good to go. Can we discuss your mowing technique? Because I was, I was watching that video. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty yeah, rough. Was, uh, I don't think you were getting down too low there. No, I wasn't. I, that will... The other thing was it took me so long to build the tank. By the time I went out to mow, the grass was like a foot, a foot and a half yeah. long. <laughs> so I couldn't I couldn't go down to my normal like three inches right off the bat. I had to start it at like five inches at its highest setting and work my way down. But that's ridiculous. So. I expected nothing less. Well, I'm sure Ivor was was very happy, so that makes it all worth it. Ah, uh, yes. He was he was ecstatic. Um I put his name on the barrel and he came out and he looked at it. And he goes, it's nice, but we should put my name bigger on it. <laughs> he, he wanted it up. like, yeah, he wanted it like across the entire back of it. But no, it was such a fun project. And it just made me realize more than anything that if I could pick my path in life, I would love just to do crazy stuff like that all day long. It'd be so much fun if I could just build whatever I wanted. It wouldn't necessarily have to be a tank out of my lawnmower, but just to have an idea and be able to devote two and a half weeks to just having fun and making something cool. It was, it was really yeah. fun. Yeah. But tomorrow it's back to client work. So back to being a real woodworker. Mm, boo. Boo. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Now, Nick, I noticed uh, you were working on something for your son and then it ended up in the trash. 
keyboard. Oh yeah. <laughs> so did he get in trouble? <laughs> no, no. You're like that's it. It's going in the garbage can. The the story is that keyboard was over at my in laws. It, it's my keyboard, and it was at my in laws for I don't know how many years, just kind of in their basement storage. And they were cleaning stuff out and found it. And they said, do you want this? I said, oh, yeah, yeah, bring it over. And that was a couple of days ago. And it had been sitting upstairs. And my daughter has been just hounding me to play it. And I couldn't find the power adapter for it. And it, it takes a 9-volt DC uh, power adapter, which is super weird because almost everything's like 12-volt. Mm. So 9-volt. I actually found one today and hooked it up. And it didn't play, didn't didn't turn on. I was like, well, let me let me get some batteries. So I got some six D batteries for it, <laughs> which who has D batteries anymore? So <laughs> had to go find that some is of those. True, nobody uses D batteries anymore. No, I mean it's, it's like what year is this? Pound D. No, I I had a similar situation the other day. We were um, down at the house on the river and. Somebody had an old game of Operation that my son wanted to play, but the batteries are dead. And it took two D batteries to, yeah, no, it's, to power Operation. To power a red, a red Nose? That seems like a 9-volt To power situation. a Red Nose and a buzzer that goes <laughs> yeah, off. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a heck of a shock. Jeez, getting yeah. one ten to the tongue. So it didn't work, though. No, yeah. I put the batteries in, and it still didn't turn on. So I was like, well, you know, maybe it's just a loose connection inside. So I, you know, opened it up. There's like... 10 screws to open it up and I took those off and then I realized, oh, well, this is only just a cover to glance at the inside. So then <laughs> it was like 300 screws to take the case apart. And I took the case apart and started, you know, uh, checking continuity on everything and the whole board inside was just fried. So it had like no continuity. So <laughs> I posted on my stories, the first picture was when I first cracked it open and had my voltage meter and then like literally two seconds later, I figured, found out it was completely dead. And I was like, into the trash it goes. Oh. So, so is that when you just, you just downloaded the keyboard app on your <laughs> you know iPad and handed it to your son and said, here you go. Yeah, pretty much. This will work. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Bummer. I'm trying to decide whether or not I'm going to order them a keyboard because they want to play and I, I want them to have something to do musically because I... I mean, I like music. I play bass and guitar and stuff, but I don't know if I want to hear it being learned. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I know. My son asked about drums the other day, and I'm like, part of me is like, no, I don't want it. But then I, my shop is separate from the house. I could just yeah. send him out to the shop, and he could play. But then he's probably going to come try and play while I'm working in there. Right. You're going to be trying to film a YouTube video, and you're just going to hear <laughs> drums going off in the background. Yeah. Shut up! <laughs> Oh, children, man. So, Jason, why don't you fill in everybody about what this podcast is and what we're trying to do or not do? Okay, I'll tell you what we're not going to do. We're not going to be the kind of podcast that just sits around and talks about, you know, base coats and how to get the perfect black finish on a base for hours. We're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be the kind of podcast that that complains about our joiner planer combos. Mm -hmm. Oh wait, we we did that. Too, um, darn yeah, it. we did we're, both of those. We had two strikes. 
That's the fun of this. We don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be woodworking related. It's going to have a woodworking undertone, but there's a good chance we might spin off into a tangent about our favorite Seinfeld episode or, you know, the mm-hmm. current state of the pandemic. Mm. And we are probably, we will, in fact, have our guests on here from time to time. Absolutely. And so if there's a certain guest that you just have been dying to hear about, then send us a DM. To, can they even send us a DM? I don't send think... Personally. Personally, yeah. You can send yeah, it personally, can one of our DMs. Say, hey, uh, we want to listen to, you know, Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> now, I can't, <laughs> I can't guarantee we'll get her, but we can try our darndest. We'll do whatever we can for you guys, but we'll get some cool guests on here. We'll have some good conversations, and uh, we'll talk about what we're working on. What else? Questions we might have. I'm sure at some point, one or all of us is going to be like, hey, I'm working on this thing. I don't know how to do it. And then Keith is going to tell us how to do it. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. Then I'll Google it. will tell us a, big, a long way to do it. Right, yes. That'll be a big part of the podcast You know me too well, well. All I've learned from, if you want to be as good a woodworker as Keith Johnson, you have to spend hours a day practicing your chisel skills. Mm-hmm. You have to master the close-up camera shot. Oh, yes. And you have to use an excessive amount of painter's tape a on green every tape. project That's right. you use. Yeah. Green tape. And walnut must be involved. Yeah. Yeah. The only trees that grow in Keith's forest are walnuts. That's right. <laughs> Covered in Rubio. <laughs> yeah. Two coats, no less. Hashtag not no sponsored. Less. <laughs> so that's basically going to be it. Um, we're not going to take ourselves too serious, and uh, we're going to have a good time. That's right. That's right. Anything else? <laughs> I don't think so. That pretty much anybody, wraps it up. Anybody want to add anything? Okay. Oh, and also, we should mention if there's some company listening out there and they want to pay us thousands and thousands of dollars to you know, plug their company, we're happy to do it. Yeah. Um, we'll sell out. Yeah, of, of course. We'll just make this a you know, hour-long commercial for the right amount. So Absolutely. Send us those DMs as well. But anyways, that's awesome. it. Shop sounds. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's a start. Here is to at least, at least four solid episodes. Let's give it a go. Cheers. 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 All right, guys. Well, I guess that's going to wrap it up for the first episode. So we will uh, see you on the next one. And we promise it'll, it'll get better marginally we understand hopefully we're trying we try to set the bar pretty low so we can yep. grow that was intentional right very we, we, none of us are trying very hard we're tactical yeah no so all right until until next time episode one in the bag see you later <laughs>